Welcome everyone, I'm Jerry Savell. Thank you for watching the broadcast today. And I believe, praise God, that you're going to be inspired in your faith. And I believe, praise God, that you will be thrilled and rejoicing after you see this broadcast today, because I know it's going to help you take a stand and dare to believe God for the breakthrough that you need in your life. You know, we've been talking about don't quit. I'm taking you into a message where I was in uh, Kenneth Copeland's Believers Convention right here in Fort Worth, Texas, just a short time ago. And the theme of my services every day that I preach was don't quit. You know, so many people give up. They give up too quickly. They fall for the lie of the devil that says there's no way. Impossible. It's not going to happen. Well, the Bible says that he's a liar and the truth is not in him. The fact that he's telling you no way, you believe the opposite. Jesus is the way and he will make a way. So don't you dare give up. Let me read to you before I take you into that uh, broadcast where I was preaching in this convention. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 32. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Don't you dare cast away your faith. Don't quit. If the thought comes up, give up. Quit. Cast it down. Because Satan is trying to rob you of a breakthrough. He's trying to rob you of a reward. The Bible clearly says here, God will reward you if you refuse to give up. So watch now as I take you into this uh, message where I was preaching the subject, Don't Quit. Now go with me to the book of Galatians for a moment. Galatians chapter 6. And look at verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. The New International Version says it this way. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And the message translation says, if we don't give up or quit. Notice the promise to those who refuse to quit. They reap a harvest. In other words, what you are believing for will come to pass in your life. God makes no promises to bring things to pass for those who quit. In the book of Hebrews, it says, follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Follow those. Don't follow quitters. Don't follow people who constantly say it's not worth it. We tried that and it didn't work. Don't follow people like that. You're in the right place this week because everybody you're going to be listening to made a decision long ago that quitting is not an option. Hallelujah. Follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. That's in Hebrews 6. Don't give up. Don't quit. The truth is, the majority of the body of Christ simply gives up too quickly. And the primary reasons are these. I'm going to give you several reasons why many quit. Number one, they're not truly convinced yet that God will keep his word. They're not truly convinced yet that God will keep his word. I asked the Lord in the early days of my walk with him, what is your definition of faith? Now, I know Hebrews 11:1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, 
the evidence of things not seen. I said, give me a definition that I can relate to. And here's what he said. It is a deep conviction of the reality that it is impossible for me to lie. That's what faith is. It's a deep conviction of the reality that it is impossible for God to lie. Everybody say impossible. impossible. It's impossible for God to lie. Titus 1-2 says God cannot lie. God cannot lie. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 18, it says it was impossible for God to lie. Psalm 89-34 says my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 8 says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Now, if you're not deeply convicted of the reality that it's impossible for God to lie, then you're always going to struggle with your faith. I'll never forget the first sermon I heard Brother Copeland preach. And, and I, I thank God to this day, uh, a lady that was in those services that was a good friend of Carolyn's, she took a, a recorder to that service and she set it down by her chair and plugged it into the wall. And of course, back then, you didn't just carry it under your arm. It was this big, you know, tape player. And she plugged it into the wall and sat on an aisle seat and she held a microphone like this out to record Brother Copeland's messages. And after I surrendered my life to the Lord, the next day she came to my house and she said, Jerry, the Lord told me to give you these. And it was all the recordings of that whole week's sermons. And she gave them to me. And uh, I began listening to them. Like I said, the first message he called the word of faith. And it was what he preached this morning to you. And praise God, every time I hear it, I still get thrilled over it. And I remember the day that like Keith said, that I heard it. It was life-changing. I've never been the same from that day, praise God. And um, I remember him saying these words. When you get to the place, now this is back in 1969. When you get to the place where you believe God's word as quickly as you would the word of your doctor, your lawyer, or your very best friend, you won't struggle with your faith anymore. Well, I thought to myself, my, my doctor, you know, back then, I mean, I didn't know anything about the word. If I got sick, I went to the doctor. And if he gave me a prescription and he said, if you will take these pills three times a day over the next three weeks, you'll be fine. I believe what he said. I took them and sure enough, I recovered. Or the word of my lawyer, if he said do thus and so, I trusted him. And he told me if I did this and did that, then here'll be the results. And it did. It happened. Or my best friend. I trusted my best friend. If he said he's going to do something for me or do something with me, then I believed him. And he kept his word. But a lot of people have not got to the place yet where they believe that God is that loyal. Don't shout me down now. They, they don't believe that God is that trustworthy. And then Brother Copeland said this, God's word is his bond. 
Then I'll never forget who's got a Bible. I'll never forget him holding up that Bible and saying this. This is God's Word. You are what he says you are. You have what he says you have. And you can do what he says you can do. And I'll never forget his closing remarks. If you believe it, it'll work. If you don't, it won't. Good night. <laughs> I thought, dear God, that's the first preacher I ever heard that was positive, matter of fact. I thought John Wayne had come to the pulpit. Hallelujah. <laughs> if you believe it, pilgrim, it'll work. Amen. So the Bible says that his word is forever settled in heaven. You never have to be concerned over whether God will back his word. That's why many of his promises begin with the word surely. The Bible says in Psalm 91 verse 3, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Surely. Isaiah 53 4 says, Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 14 says, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thee. And I guess David hung around him so much that he began to say it. Psalm 23 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. Amen. I like a sure thing. How about you? I said, I like a sure thing. How about you? And God's word is sure. Can you say amen? amen? Why would you ever fall for the temptation to quit when God keeps telling you it's a sure thing? Number two reason why a lot of people quit, give up too quickly. They're unwilling to wait. They've never developed the force of patience in their lives. They're unwilling to wait. They've never developed the force of patience in their lives. In Hebrews chapter 10, <clears throat> verse 35 and 36, cast not away therefore your confidence or your faith, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So two things that are vitally important here. Don't ever cast away your faith, and you need to develop patience. Look at your neighbor and say, don't ever cast away your faith. And you need to develop patience. Now, patience simply means never changing regardless of the circumstances. Never changing regardless of the circumstances. The message translation says, so don't throw it all away now. It's still a sure thing but you need to stick it out, staying with God's plan so you'll be there for the promised completion. If you stick it out, what will you receive? A promised completion. I don't know about you, but I love promised completions. That's what motivates me. That's what puts me to bed at night. That's what gets me up in the morning, praise God. That's what keeps me standing and having done all to stand, keep on standing because I love promise completions. Can you say amen? amen? Quit does not produce the blessings. Perseverance does. Patience does. You have need of patience, the Bible says, that you might inherit the promises. It goes on to say, 
in the message translation, be like those who stay the course. Look at your neighbor and say, stay the course. That's where the dividends are. That's where the blessings are. Stay with those who stay the course with committed faith and then get everything promised to them. Notice people that stay the course, refuse to quit with committed faith, then they get everything that is promised to them. Isn't that what you want truly happening in your life? Don't you want everything God's promised? Amen. Then the solution to that is don't quit. Stay the course. Look at your neighbor and say, stay the course. Don't quit. Ephesians 6, 13 and 14, and having done all to stand, stand therefore. Amplified Bible says, having done all that the crisis demands, stand firm, immovable, victorious. Amen. So you have to make quitting no longer an option. If the thought comes, cast it down. Bring it under subjection to the word of God. Just stand up eyeball to eyeball to the devil and tell him, I'm not a quitter. I'm a winner. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? Number three, why do people give up so easily? They don't spend enough time in fellowship with God and his word. They don't spend enough time in fellowship with God and his word. Acts chapter 20, verse 32 makes this statement. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. God's able to build you up. His word is able to build you up. John chapter 1 says, he and his word are one in the same. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was God. One in the same. So the Bible says from the writings of the Apostle Paul or from uh, quoting Paul, it says that I commend you to God and to his word. They're both able to build you up. So build you up literally means to make you strong and to cause you to become established. When you're under pressure to quit, don't run from God. Don't run from his word. Run to them. They're able to build you up. Amen. Make you strong. Cause you to become established. Established implies settled, secure, firm, immovable. When you're tempted to quit, you run to God. You run to the Word. You go get another dose of faith. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Brother Copeland's been famous for saying, we're going to overdose on the Word this week. That's what you're going to do in here this week. You're going to overdose on the Word. Hallelujah. And it won't harm you. It's going to help you. Praise God. Amen. Become like the person described in Psalm 112. Surely he shall not be moved forever. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. Amen. That, that Psalm made such an impression on me in the early days of my walk of faith. And that was the title to my first book, the established heart. 
That was 72 books ago. Praise God. Amen. Surely he shall not be moved forever. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemy. These are the kind of people who receive all that God has promised. Once again, they've made the quality decision that quitting is no longer an option. Amen. And these are also the kind of people who are always testifying to another blessing that has come into their life, another victory that, has, uh, that they have experienced, praise God. Why? Because they simply do not quit. Now, let me say this. Coming into this new year, 2017, as I was praying back in October of 2016, the Lord said, everywhere you go in 2017, you emphasize this, you focus on this. And he gave me this prophetic word. He said, you tell people everywhere you go. And I've done so all over the world since October of 2016. Tell them, the faithful shall flourish and it'll be like days of heaven on earth. The faithful shall flourish and it'll be like days of heaven on earth. What, what are faithful people? Those are people that don't quit. Amen. People that don't quit. People that don't back off. People that are not easily uh, removed. He said, tell them they will flourish. Now, the Bible says, uh, using another word that means the same as flourish, the Bible says in Proverbs 28, 20, a faithful man shall abound with blessings. A faithful man. Look at your neighbor and say, a faithful man. A faithful woman will abound with blessings. Listen, if you ever find people that are abounding in the blessings of God, now you know why. They're faithful. Don't get upset with them. Don't get envious or mad at them. Don't say ugly remarks about them. Amen. Follow their example. I've been following Brother Copeland Gloria 48 years now looking at their example of faithfulness, praise God. Amen. Not only their example of faithfulness, but I can also see what faithfulness has produced. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, quitting is not an option. Let me give this to you. What does it mean to flourish? The faithful shall flourish. Number one, it means to thrive. It means to increase. It means to enlarge. It means to grow. It means to prosper, to abound, to spread out, to expand, to make steady progress. And I love this one. To be at a high point in one's life. Let me give them to you again. What does it mean to flourish? The Bible says in uh, Psalm 92, the faithful shall flourish. It means to thrive. It means to increase. It means to enlarge, to grow, to prosper, to abound, to spread out, 
to expand, to make steady progress, and to be at a high point in one's life. Hallelujah. That's what God wants to do for you. But you have to remain faithful. He's not going to violate his word to make it happen. Amen. You have to remain faithful. Praise God. Now, here's what I'd suggest you do as I, as I close this service today. Number one, keep the prophetic word before you. The faithful shall flourish. Look what I do. Every year when I receive the prophetic word from the Lord that sets the course for our ministry, I have my uh, media department uh, print it and give everybody a copy in our staff. 2017, the faithful shall flourish and it shall be like days of heaven on earth. And I got all the definitions of flourish there. I keep it before me. I encourage all of them to keep it before them. Amen. Don't just hear it once. Don't just say it once. Get serious about it. The Bible says, the faithful man shall abound with blessings. I didn't make that up. That's not First Jerry. That's the book of Psalms. Can you say amen? amen? What else do we do? Keep the prophetic word before you. Number two, read it often. Read it often. Number three, confess it daily. Number four, thank God continually before it even manifests. That's real Bible faith, when you can thank God before you ever see the results. And then number five, sow seed toward the fulfillment of it. That's the first thing we do after the Lord gives us the prophetic word. Then the first thing I do is sow seed toward the fulfillment of it. Amen. Here's what I do throughout. Keep it before me. Read it often. Confess it daily. Thank God continually for it before it even manifests. And then sow seed toward the fulfillment of it. And I'd just like to report to you that, praise God, we're flourishing. And God's no respecter of persons. If you're one of the faithful ones, then praise God, get ready to flourish like you've never flourished before. Get ready to abound in the blessings like you've never experienced before. Can you say amen? Come on, give the Lord your best shout. Mark 4.28 says, For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. After the seed has been planted in faith, what happens next? In the powerful four-CD teaching, The Law of Progression, Jerry Savelle outlines the spiritual law of progression and how to stay strong when you're not seeing instant or overnight results. You will learn about how the Word of God is an incorruptible seed we plant in our hearts and the cycle of growth for that seed outlined in Mark chapter 4. In his classic illustration on a seed planted in faith, Jerry Savelle shares how living a life of faith goes against the world's way of life, like paddling upstream in a canoe. 
Don't wait any longer. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request the powerful four-CD teaching, The Law of Progression. Get ready to laugh, learn, and live the blessed way that God has always intended for you to live. Call today. Kristen Ward and I live in Sherwood, Arkansas and I have followed Jerry Savelle's ministry for probably close to 20 years like my husband has. I do know that he has had a profound effect in my life when it comes to favor because the last several years I have decreed over my life every day. I have this confession and I say, God, I thank you in the name of Jesus that I have your favor and your favor goes with me and my family everywhere we go. Your favor goes before me to prepare my way and your favor follows us to prepare to bless others. And I thank you God that we have supernatural, super abundant, super bounding favor like Jerry Savelle. That's every day for the last several years and it's all because of how Brother Jerry preaches and what he talks about when concerning favor. And it's just, and I have seen the favor come on my life since I've started confessing that, and it's just been such a blessing. I have known of Brother Savelle's ministry for the good part of 20, 25 years, and his messages of the God of the breakthrough visiting your house literally revolutionized my preaching ministry as a pastor, but also with my family. The main thing that's helped me with, uh, with his teachings and his ministry is prosperity and success his teaching on success and, and, and putting the word first, making the word priority in your life has really helped me. And it's, it's caused me to get jobs, offers, it's caused me to grow and increase in, um, in my financial prosperity, uh, caused me to get raises, caused me to get, get favor with, with different employers and stuff like that. And so that's, that's main, mainly what um, I've gotten and received from being a partner and sharing in that favor that he has on his life in my life. I love hearing your testimonies. God is doing great things for people all over the world, and He's no respecter of persons. I believe He'll do the same for you. If you haven't sent us your testimony, please do so, because every time we read them, it inspires other people to believe God, to stand in faith, and refuse to quit. Here's a few more. This one's from Jeff. My family member had a second routine operation, but during the operation, they coded three times. God performed a medical miracle and brought them back to life. Praise God. We rejoice with you, Jeff. Here's one from Joe. She says, I requested prayer for a job and received one without even applying for it. Well, that's God answering even before you can ask. Praise God. And here's one from Mark. I called your ministry for prayer, and one of your staff members prayed with us over our daughter who had run away from home. She was found safe and sound. Thank you, Lord. Our family is being healed, and thank you for your ministry, and thank you for your prayers. Once again, we rejoice with all of you that are having breakthroughs in your life. God is the God of the breakthroughs, so don't you ever give up. Once again, our special uh, resource that we're offering this week is entitled The Law of Progression. This is a classic series of messages that I preached a number of years ago, and it's one of our most requested series. In it, it talks about the canoe story. It's an illustration God gave me many, many years ago. In fact, the first time I shared it, Brother Copeland 
He was so excited about it. Every time I preached with him for the next two years, he said, are you going to preach the canoe story? He wanted to hear it every time I preached. So this is it, the law of progression. Four CDs, all the ordering information is on your screen right now. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, next week, we're going to be showing you another part of the Believer's Convention, and you don't want to miss it. We're continuing to talk about Don't Quit. So I'll see you next week, and until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.